This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome to Melro 210, and please remain indoors. This is our quarantine sideshow where we talk about on Mondays, we talk about Beverly Hills 90210, and on uh, Thursdays, we treat ourselves to a little Melrose place. You know, we go around, we figure it out. I am here. My name is Steven Sadak. I am here with the whole gang, uh, Andrew Jubin, Chris Cabin. Eric Siska, and finally, for the first time in show history by... Dylan! You son of a bitch. <laughs> Welcome to the dollar. show, Luke Perry. I love the introduction in this episode of Arnold Schwarzenegger as the gym teacher. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Time I'm, to rope. Go ahead. Get I'm, to the very top. I am doing a fitness class for George H.W. Bush to get that's it, no more fat kids. Ah, yes, the presidential physical fitness test. Long standing enemy of everyone on the We Hate Movies podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. As a kid, I dreaded that day like no other. Oh, dude, absolutely. And I just fucked around the whole time. You should be unsurprised about that. I would like run the track backwards, you know. I think those were my first panic dreams. <laughs> well, the, the, the nights before those. Cabin, what were you more afraid of, uh, the pull-ups or sit and reach? Um, you know what, the pull-ups, because you just you, there was no help in it. it was a, it was a lost game already. <laughs> <laughs> uh, panic dreams. We call those dreams these days. Yes, that's um, just normal. True. <laughs> uh, we are talking about the green room. Episode three of uh, Bravo's Nano Two and O. Original air date October the eleventh, nineteen ninety. I just want to green room. <laughs> <laughs> you got some kids that are surfing and drinking booze behind the green door. <laughs> oh yes, and me, Patrick Stewart, noted neo-Nazi. <laughs> oh, I'm running this VFW hall where we're having all of these racist hardcore shows. All right. All right, Steve, do you want to get your red laces? <laughs> okay, shake them, puppies. All right, everyone has to go except for Scott and Steve. <laughs> yes, and you have to be out the door first, David. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, so yeah, this is uh, the first proper episode of the show. Uh, you know, the the pilot was like kind of a TV movie, which was, I mean, it, it was a pilot, but it was like a you know a special two hour two hour situation. This is a, a full on regular degular episode of Nine O Two and O, and some things have changed. We have um, uh, a brand new house for the Walshes, and this fucking theme song, which doesn't last long, but is hilarious. Dude, this theme song, I got a couple of thoughts about this theme song. <laughs> Please. Uh, one, this whole, like, 
Oh, it's cold out in <laughs> Minneapolis, and we're delivering the mail to... Oh, oh, what's that? Santa says it's a forwarding address to Beverly Hills. <laughs> Fucking hilarious. Well, I feel like in, in like whatever pitch meetings or whatever there is, um, like, you know, the, the postmortem of the pilot... Somebody was like, I just don't get this 90210 thing. What is it? <laughs> who, is, who is 90210? Is that how much money they got? Uh, Larry, it's your own fucking zip code. You live <laughs> oh, there, sir. I, uh, tell me them in Christmas terms. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I guess because it's, it's doing the contrast, snow in Minnesota, sun in California. And I guess it's just trying to like... Here's this. Here's these. They're fish out of waters, everyone, and they're just reestablishing that. But you don't need to do that that many times. No, no, and it's it's so useless. And there was a thing on the Tribune trivia about it that I felt fucking horrible for the guy, the dude who played the mailman in the Minneapolis thing. I guess it was like over a hundred degrees the day they shot what? that, and this dude was sweating balls in this fake fucking winter wonderland, and he's wearing this huge postal coat. That poor bastard. Also, though, great uh, uh, Luke Perry right in the fucking opening credits. We did not start this guy with a and guest starring Luke Perry. He's fucking right there. But hold on a second. What's that, everybody? Scott made the opening credits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was a big surprise. And then f my third and final thought on the opening credits. I love the bookend of, well, now we're in Beverly Hills, so guess what? Your mail carrier's a bu -bu -bu babe It is great. That old bastard died, and now it's been replaced <laughs> by a sexy, sexy mail carrier lady. Luke Perry, really, it's an uppercut once you see his face. Oh, oh my God. He's like, man, okay, here we go. Now I like this show. And Let's his, his like, first scene that we sort of briefly touched on already is awesome. I mean, this guy comes into this show like a fucking force of nature. It's like very clear that the show thought they needed him and really needed to restructure around him a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, here's does this... he become like the guy? No, he's not the guy. I mean, like he's just the sexy wild card. Like he, he, he he's never like the lead because it's always Brendan and Brenda, Brendan, Brandon and Brenda again until everybody eventually moves out of the Walsh house, including Brandon and Brenda. And fucking Steve is living there, running a magazine. Wait, Steve is living in the Walsh's house? Yes, they. Mm -hmm. Everybody. Here's the thing: the latter half of this series, every or the last two seasons, everybody leaves. Like slowly but surely, it's Brand, uh, Brenda first, then the two the two parents, and then Brandon eventually, uh, and. Everybody just sort of slowly starts to move into the Walsh house for some reason. That's and they're all just weird. living there. Well, there were rooms for rent now <laughs> uh, with everyone leaving. Do they have a communal farm in back? What's going on here? <laughs> I, I think that might be where it goes. <laughs> I think it's like, sounds like a David Koreshian type of yeah. thing. <laughs> now, Steve. Well, you... Welcome to Walsh house. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, you have said before that on your. Uh, most recent rewatch, mm -hmm. you guys stop when who leaves the show? Luke Perry himself? When Luke Perry leaves, it's it's really just I mean like because he's I mean like obviously he's the most interesting actor on the show by a country mile. But so you but you've actually seen the other shit though, like you've watched yeah. it at least once. Yeah, like I never. Well, I mean like once that all sort of started, this ran to two thousand. So what I'm in like beginning of high school, it was on in the background. It wasn't appointment television anymore. But like. Gotcha. And it just became like a, an army of dead-eyed nobodies, and it just was like, nah, dude, I'm out. That's kind of <laughs> how I felt. I continued watching House, but in the same way. It just became like noise. 
Mm-hmm, like where, just... where I once was very much engaged in that show. Um, so yeah, th- we start um, yet again. We're we're waking up. Uh, it's time for school. Brandon has a sexy, sexy dream. Yeah, dude. Ep- episode three, the wet dream, is what this should have been <laughs> fucking called. This fucking shot of him in the wave with like the two. It's like from a Kenneth Anger film. It's yeah. beautiful. I, I I was stunned. It's something by the fucking Kuchar brothers, Kevin. The, <laughs> the fucking corniness of this thing. It's like they have this poor bastard in some sort of like plastic tunnel with water falling on him. And they're like, Amazing. yeah, you're surfing. Don't, Jason, don't worry about it. You're surfing right now. And he's just, he looks like he's in a fucking spaceship. He Jason, looks- help her. <laughs> oh, God. A spaceship would be awesome on this show. Well, he should be, yeah, he's dreaming that he got abducted by aliens, but uh-oh, it's just the residents of Beverly Hills. And then he's trying to find out, like, then he's like, no, no, it actually happened. This is just missing time. This is what the aliens do to us. <laughs> and then he, like, writes that for his editorial. And he he's woken up by a sexy babe who happens to be his fucking sister. And yet again, uh... we have to start every episode with Brandon showing his erection to his twin sister. <laughs> You're right. This episode does pretty much start with, like, do I look good today, Brandon? Oh, you look great, Brenda. Yeah. <laughs> you look so good, Brenda. Speaking it's... of looks, the mullet is dead. I uh um uh hold on. Um we're getting news out of Dallas. I <clears throat> uh, um, uh as of four thirty five today, uh Brendan's mullet is dead. His sideburns are in uh in route to be sworn in right now. My God, it's only been 45 minutes. There's another call coming in. The mullet of Steve Sanders is also gone. Yes, absolutely. Dude, they took a fucking weed whacker to that guy's neck. (laughs) I want to see the barber film. (laughs) Like Zapruder film, barber film. No, no, no. We're we're not going to play taps for Sanders. No, no. That that could just go. I will say also, Brenda, I don't know what the fuck they did to her bangs, man, but it is a wild ride. She looks like the lady from The Incredibles with this fucking haircut. It's terrible. (laughs) It is a very, we were talking about Beetlejuice at some point. I think actually on the Melrose Place on Thursday. This is a very like Beetlejuice-esque haircut. Yeah, you're not wrong, dude. This um, this haircut attended the wedding at the end of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> so we get to school, um, and Scott and you know again we're it, it, it's a first episode like we're re we're resetting everything a little bit not by much you know uh, we find out uh, Jim Walsh is on vacation. Um, he's, uh, he's, he's, uh, on, away on business. He's in Chicago. It's so cold there. I don't know if you guys know this. It's cold in, uh, uh, uh in the Midwest, but it's actually oh, very shit. warm on the West coast. Oh. Is that right? Hmm. Getting oh. That's interesting. Interesting. That's, stuff. that's yeah. something. Huh. She's, she's yeah. like 12 inches of snow. My goodness, Jim. Oh, geez. I believe that's what intellectuals call a contrast. <laughs> <laughs> Is this starting a thing, Steve, where she's like secretly unhappy living in California? Yeah, that's kind of her arc for the first season bef- when she got arcs. When they were like, is she a character? And then like, nah, dude. Gotcha, gotcha. Because there is, I mean, I don't know. I hope you see the footage. At some, well, there's not footage for what I'm about to say. But <laughs> there is a there's a shot of the Walsh parents in the opening credits where it looks like James Eckhouse is about to get a beach. I'm just saying. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I hope that the Walshes patch it up, man. It is something else. I him being so much in that intro, and I still have yet to meet the man. <laughs> it's crazy. He's fucking getting sucked off. He's playing basketball. It's nuts. He's, he's got the Casio keyboard going. It's a fucking like Viagra commercial. <laughs> so wait, what is the shot? Is he like lifting a blanket or what? <laughs> yeah, what shot are you referring to exactly? No, no. There's just a shot where the two of them are on the couch, and he fucking like pounces on her. Well, Cindy. Or she, no, sorry. She pounces on him, rather. Well, Cindy, I didn't take it out for air. <laughs> uh, Steve, I'm, I'm uh, trying to remember here. What, um, oh, shit. What basketball team does Scott root for? Oh, it, you know, it's the Los Angeles Lakers, Andrew. <laughs> and I'm, I'm glad you brought it up because he is dressed like a fucking alternate for the fucking cheer team. It's, it's ridiculous, dude. Like, they must have been licensing this. It's just too much NBA merchandise. It's the hat. The hat. The thing is, you could wear the hat or the shirt. I think we talked about this last time. We have to keep talking about it because it's Scott's only feature. And <laughs> it's just him, and he's got the shirt on. Like, no matter what, you can, even if you're going to a game, it's a hat only or a shirt only, and that is it. You have to pick one or else you look like a total fucking asshole. I'm sorry. It's just the way it is. The Magic, uh, the magic Johnson sweater I thought was pretty sharp. <laughs> well, the thing about it is, just the thing about it is, like, you can have, I would say this, I would allow for a hat and a jersey situation. Maybe. But what he's going for here is the hat, and then it's like, it's a, it's a t-shirt where a lot of the players are kind of drawn like cartoon characters. Yeah, it's a like character he, of Magic Johnson. Yeah. yeah, he got it on like a fucking bad boardwalk or something. <laughs> but we do get a New Order t-shirt in yes. this episode, which helps balance it out I, a bit. I want David's season one wardrobe like pretty bad absolutely i gotta tell you like he's supposed to be like a dweeb in these first couple episodes and whatever uh but i want to be friends with david silver he's got great taste in music uh you know he seems like a goofy like nerd computer kid i don't know he's but probably then, got a lot of nintendo games but then you got scott hanging out dude mm -hmm. and like his main is zangief and he knows all the moves <sighs> yeah you're <laughs> totally right and, oh wow another pile driver huh? <laughs> and and you know he's just talking your fucking ear off about his imaginary nightclubs Oh, dude, dude, and all his that fucking is the architecture thing. dreams. Thank you, Chris Gavin, because Scott, not only his one feature is being a fan of the Los Angeles Lakers, but his second feature is using his imagination <laughs> for nightclubs. <laughs> Holy dude. shit, that was the fucking laugh of the episode. I gotta tell you, man, like and I you know, it's it's good that it's good that Dylan steps in here. It shows that he's a bad boy, but he's actually on the right side of things. He's not a jock asshole, et cetera, et cetera. We do a lot of work in this scene. But like sometimes you just gotta let the fucking let let the the herd get culled here. Dude, fucking Griff and Mad Dog <laughs> fucking had it right. This kid had a beating coming to him. Look, it's 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 sad to say, but sometimes the bullies are right. Look, exactly. Sometimes they're right. <laughs> so we we cut into computer class, which is also robotics class. Okay. Well, this is this was I cabin. Did you have this in our middle school? So we took a. It was they called it technology class. Yes. You guys, was, you guys were building robots, dude. Well, yeah. you did like you know rockets and shit. But what he's doing here is like I, I remember doing this. It was like. You did a little computer program, and the arm would build like little Lego things and like move shit. Oh we wow! We totally did this, yeah. 
did it, not. it brought me back to the seventh grade really hardcore. Oh, shit. You guys should be astronauts. <laughs> oh, I, I just, don't know about that. I just remember us playing a lot of SimCity while doing that rather than actually doing any work. <laughs> oh, shit. You guys should be like city planners. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so speaking of city planners, Scott is not doing what he's supposed to. He's like working on something he was working on last night, which is an imaginary nightclub. And Brandon's, uh, you know, Brandon's trying to be nice. He's like, oh, wow, man, that's pretty cool. And he's like, yeah, man, I just, I, I've never been to a nightclub before. I always get carded. So I just made one up in my imagination. Dude, you know what, Scott? Maybe if you didn't look like a 12-year-old and constantly wear basketball paraphernalia, <laughs> you'd fucking get into a club. Well, if he wasn't designing this club, he'd be like killing animals in the backyard. So yeah, that's this true. Is probably... true. <laughs> oh, sorry, Dr. Bus, the forum is that way. Uh, but yeah, so uh, these two bullies show up, and a very rare bully sighting. It's not a bully-centric high school here at West Beverly High. Uh, and these two jocks show up and start like fucking with Scott and Brandon rightfully so is like, well, I'm just going to let this happen. And <laughs> <laughs> so, which is, was my high school maneuver, which is oh, no, nobody told you to get noticed. I'm um, bearing witness. That's what I'm doing. Uh, and then Dylan finally stands up and he's like, hey, man, why don't you it's not even like leave the kid alone. Like he is being super aggressive. And these kids are terrified of a five foot nine and a half Luke Perry. Dude, it's also, though, he's like, um, I'm not having a great day. In fact, I'm feeling a little hostile. Like he, the way he's telling these two jocks that he's going to kick the shit out of them is baller and he's like fucking dr claw dude he's hiding in the shadows <laughs> in this already dark computer lab oh i loved it you hear his voice before you see him excellent excellent they introduction of this character they restrained themselves and didn't put in the guitar lick i i, I give them credit for that because they could have done it well, we got plenty of time for that later. <laughs> I understand why those bullies felt threatened because he looks like he's part of the faculty of this school. <laughs> yeah, totally. The teacher's gonna get me in trouble. <laughs> yeah, it's the. I mean, like it's the. It, and it, it's a sexy weathered face, but it's a weathered face for a high school kid. All you got to do is look at that forehead, dude. Mm -hmm. I have those same forehead wrinkles. I'm not playing an 18 year old <laughs> kid. You know what I mean? It's just. It's and he's handsome as fuck he was a gorgeous man hold on a second maybe you should play an 18 year old kid <laughs> when, when we're done and we can actually see each other again we can why don't we recreate an episode Ooh, I oh i like this good idea dude table reading oh table reading of 90210 episodes <laughs> well i'm the shortest so i have to be brandon sadly uh, <laughs> wait is brandon shorter than david silver it's close i mean eventually when david shoots up it, it becomes a big problem yeah, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Um, so yeah, he he like kind of quickly dispatches these dudes. Doesn't lay lay down the law, and then he kind of leaves the class for some reason. And Brandon's like, "Hey man," he kind of catches him outside, and like Dylan's just kind of sitting on the steps by himself. And this was weird, sort of like cross pop culture overload for my brain because I don't know if we mentioned this initially when we started this project, but the exterior of a lot of this school is the same from the Buffy TV show. Yes. And like, I'm fucking confident Sarah Michelle has sat on that staircase <laughs> before. And so then he's there and I'm mixing up like the Buffy movie and the Buffy show and 90210. I'm like, who is sitting on these stairs right now? Is it Pike? <laughs> <laughs> oh, look guys, Pike's back. <laughs> Where's David Arquette? Where is he? He should be here.
asked no one. <laughs> uh, yeah, and basically Brandon's like, oh man, what you did was really radical to those guys. Yeah, that guy totally deserved it, but you were really cool about it. He's like, yeah, no problem. He's like, hey, you want to get lunch? He's like, I don't do lunch, which is just <laughs> such a... Oh man, there are some killer Dylan lines coming up. I think, well, is he not mocking the LA culture of let's do lunch? Yes, and, yeah. yeah, yeah stuff a little above it all. You um, kind of feel bad for Brandon, though, because he's just like, hey man, I was just legit asking you if you wanted to go to lunch. Like, why am I being fucked with right now? <laughs> he's like, let's do field trip instead, Minnesota. Is he calling Minnesota or Midwest? or Minnesota. 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 Yeah. Like, yeah, come on, Minnesota. And they go to the beach, uh, which is where Brandon has been having wet dreams about, and <laughs> they meet these three drug addicts. Um, <laughs> well, wait a second. Let's wait a second. Fun. Let's skip. All right. No, you're right. Let's They're skip. fun addicts. They're Let's fun addicts. skip school, go to the beach, surf, but not do drugs. Okay, sure. Yeah, I gotcha. gotcha. Well, uh, Steve, uh, uh, uh. here's the thing. I use drugs every day. I don't consider myself a drug addict. No, that's, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, you, you go through like a sleeve of Advil a day now, dude. <laughs> yeah, do you have a regular Rush Limbaugh? <laughs> it's these two dudes and this girl who they call Betty, but is actually named Sarah, which is kind of sad. Yeah, that's kind of sad. You know what's not sad, though, just really quickly before we get away from it? And I don't know if it sticks around, Steve. Uh, Dylan's fucking totally baller car that he's got. Oh right no, this here? is his car for the series. Is it? It's, it's okay. a character choice. It's awesome. Oh. oh man, this car fucking rules. I was like, hey dad, you look like James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> and does he always have fucking poetry in it? Th that's oh man, the fucking Ooh. Byron dude. Relax. Like, <laughs> look how interesting I am. You know, it's yeah. like you. He, he's like he's not a he's not a bully, but he, he he'll help people with a bully like maneuver. But he's deeper than that. He has poetry in his car. That's right. Uh, Brandon picks it up and he's like, oh, Byron? And he's like, mad, bad, and... Uh, what's it? Oh, hold on, hold on. It's mad, bad, and damaged, and dangerous, dangerous to, to know. know. Just, just like, like me. <laughs> Sorry. When I just feel the writer be like, when Dylan's not on screen, everyone should be asking, where's Dylan? But you know what, Steve? For this fucking show, at this particular moment in my life right now, I'm doing that. <laughs> Dylan all the fucking way, dude. All the ding-dong day. Uh, the uh, so they they go to the beach and they're like hanging out and they they meet the like and these guys seem cool enough at first to Brandon. They're like a little bit dumb, but whatever. And like he's clearly hitting on what's her on Sarah. Like they they do a bunch of surfing and she's like, oh wow, you're really good at surfing. He's like, yeah, I know. He's like. And she's like, yeah, my, my real name is Betty, and uh, my real name is Sarah, but they call me Betty. And he's like, well, that's not very nice. She's like, wow, you're really nice. He's like, yeah, I'm actually pretty actively hitting on you right now. So <laughs> I don't know if you noticed I, that. I like that during the surfing shots, like all the close-ups of like hunky guys, like uh, the Dylan and all of them, and then like the far away shots, it's like Principal Strickland guys. <laughs> Like guys who are trying to get their youth back. <laughs> Strings of hair coming off. Um, yeah, so like they, they kind of like hit it off, and Dylan's like, "Oh, we're gonna hang out later." Um, the B and C plot of this, if there if there are even B and C plots, one is Brenda is feeling a little bit, um, uh, what do you call it? They're uh, overwhelmed by uh, Beverly Hills fashion. She goes to a jeans store, and there's really expensive, <laughs> enormous jeans. jeans. I don't know. What do you go to? Uh, a store that sells jeans, but is it exclusively like a a, a dungarinery? 
And well, well, on Melrose Place, they go to a paint store. I mean, that's probably just a hardware I, store. I, right? You know what? We didn't talk about that in the last episode, but I sincerely wish they had just fucking had Allison say, hardware store, please. <laughs> yes. So she look- goes to the Genery. Uh, <laughs> the Genery looks like a consignment shop, though. Yes. It looks well, like that's, a junker. That's, it, but that's the move, though, Cabin, is like, it looks like shit, but it costs you a lot of money because there's like a tag on it, you know? And the, the size of the jeans that Kelly is like, oh, you would look so fly in these. I'm like, holy shit. They're very large. Is what it, they're they're K- Jinko-esque mm. is what we're saying. Oh, really? I didn't I didn't really notice, but I did notice like when Brenda goes to, oh, my God, make her own jeans uh, later in the episode, uh, that they looked like jeans that we have now. Yes. It's this cyclical fashion thing of like, it's, they're jeans, but they're torn to shit and then patched with other design and fabric underneath it. But, but we, we're never going to get back to like rave pants and like rave oh. jinkos or anything I don't know, like man. that. Well, I don't think know, that's going to, like the parachute ones, I'm not sure if we're doing that. We might get there after society's completely crumbled and we start like coming out of the caves again and mm-hmm. then we just all do psychedelics a lot. I that mean, I, you know, never say never. That's my motto. Sure. But <laughs> I don't think you get on a plane with Jinko jeans. <laughs> you could you could hide so much in there, Ex- right? That's like, exactly my point. Unless bombs, you're gonna... <laughs> babies, anything. Unless your shins are going to inflate to like a thousand times the size, I don't see how you do that anymore. Just not an efficient way of materials. So that's sort of her plot, and then Steve's plot again. We're kind of setting this up, and like, it's kind of weird that like Steve and Brandon aren't buds in these episodes, at least for me, because they're like best pals for the rest of it. But like, Steve doesn't even say two words to Brandon this whole episode, maybe. And his thing is David Silver is trying to be his friend, and uh, his mom later on says like, oh. Did you and, uh, like via? Because uh, she's like he, David's like, oh man, your mom. He's a big Hartley House fan, um, right? Which is Steve's mom's TV show. Hal Hartley House. <laughs> <laughs> One character's always, always holding a grenade. Yeah. <laughs> Martin Donovan's in every episode. <laughs> Fuck, it would be awesome, dude. And then uh, Steve's mom could be played by Parker Posey. Uh-huh. Better, better fucking selection. Absolutely. Man, give Hal Hartley like a Netflix series. Why not? They're burning money over there. He'd fucking slay at one of those two to be awesome. Speaking of burning money, could we talk about Steve's insane house or what are we talking about here? Again, it's this 90s architecture. It's pretty wild. My thing, though, was, you know, and we've mentioned this in in other shows that were kind of created around this time, films created around this time also, the house intercom thing. Mm. But I wanted it to be a video situation because it looks like Ian Ziering was like looking at something while he was talking to his mother. But you don't see like a, a, you know, view screen or something like that with this this woman's visage on it. He was looking at a cue card. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Ian fucked it up again. Just get the cue cards. I know it's a filmed show, but I don't care. Mother, I will be down for dinner (laughs) in the next five minutes. I am coming soon. To see you. And we get our uh, series, or at least the first couple of seasons, uh, uh, mission statement, which is 
having money and being from the West Coast makes you a dog shit person uh, because like <laughs> nobody has time for their kids. Steve is like talking to his mother during intercom. He's watching her TV show to be close to her, et cetera, et cetera. This was interesting because, you know, he was telling people at school he doesn't watch it. But the truth of the matter is he does. Mm. Well, my question about that, and that's a great point because I didn't think of it that way, but is he... Or has he been watching it like you're suggesting, Eric? Or is it a thing where, because David, again, in an earlier scene, is like, your mom, the episode that was on last night was blah, 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 blah. And he's like, fuck off, nerd. Was <laughs> his curiosity piqued by that interaction with David Silver? I think Maybe. it's the former. I think it's just he's like so... He's so hard up to be with his mother, et cetera, et cetera. And he Man. doesn't want to he doesn't want to admit to watching it to to anyone probably. That's like that's like triple sad, you guys. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it's a sad world. <laughs> this whole everything out there on the West Coast portrayed in these shows is just sad and awful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and yeah, so like uh, his mom actually says over the intercoms, like, oh, you know, um, there's a new student named David Silver. You've got to be friends with him. His produ- uh, his 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 father is a producer, Mel Silver, uh, who can help me out with a big role. And he's like, I guess so, Mom. And then he's like, the threat is he's kind of nice to David, but then he finds out David's dad is a dentist. And it's like, oops, a dupes, anti-Semitic slip. <laughs> yes, but it's kind of weird because I was thinking about this, like, the mom is the one who instigates this whole thing. Steve Sanders doesn't mention anything to her. Yes, it's weird. So, like, how the yeah. fuck does this lady it's know bizarre, that she... there's a David Silver in his class and whatever else? And then she knows to, like, use her son as, like, a child soldier to <laughs> accomplish her will. Well, that's the part that comes naturally. I'm not questioning that about this character. <laughs> I'm just saying it's weird that she knows that, that Steve Sanders has been associating with this David Silver kid. She's and going, how she then fucks that up of like, this movie producer also has a son named David. I don't know. Maybe she, it's just more anti-Semitism. She's going to get a very mean call from her brother, Bernard. You know, I heard there's a new <laughs> Jewish student at your school. He must be a movie producer. <laughs> <laughs> Jewish kid, eh? Hollywood royalty. <laughs> So that's like that story. It kind of goes nowhere. It's just kind of like keeping these characters at least in your mind. But the whole thing is Brandon. So Brandon sneaks out at night. He says he's going to go studying, but he actually hangs out with Dylan on the strip. Which is here's a big. Sorry, no, please, uh, please. please. But here's a here's a big issue with Brandon's lie right here. So Angela or Andrea, excuse me, has um, assigned him this like profile that he has to write. So there's this really horrible scene where Mrs. Walsh is preparing what she even refers to as our big feast or something of the like because uh, James Eckhouse was supposed to return home from Chicago and they were going to have a big family dinner. And then Brandon is like, oh, no, you know, I've been working on this profile and it's you know, I'm hard hitting the hitting the typewriter, you know, whatever he says. And he's like. So I think just a couple more hours at the library should do it. And I'm like, dude, this profile is about you. <laughs> Why do you need to go to the library he to do out, research about you? He, he pulls a book off the shelf that says the history of Brandon's. <laughs> Brandon's through the ages. Yeah. Well, also, there's that weird uh, Dylan interaction where he's like, hey, I'm Brandon Walsh. He's like, Scotch or Irish? I'm like... What's the answer that's going to stop this conversation, Dylan? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what that's supposed to be either. But his response 
is exactly what you want it to be if you don't know the outcome for either answer, which is a little bit of both. Yeah, don't fuck with no Scots, Brandon. See you later, bro. <laughs> yeah, nice to meet you. Uh, you got your family tree? Yeah, you're going to want to pull that out. Let me take a look. I'm seeing a little uh, Portuguese here. I'm going to kick your ass later. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, they're hanging out on the Sunset Strip, and Brandon is like, "Is this the Sunset Strip?" And he's like, "The tourists call it asshole." And he's like, "I'm just trying to hang out here, man. I just moved here. Could but you give thing- me a little bit of a break?" <laughs> I was like, "Well, so what do they call it? Is it just the Strip?" I mean, answer him. I hate when that happens. It's like, "Oh yeah, only assholes call it that." <laughs> I'm not going to back that up with what us local people call it. Us locals call it the Sunset Strip. <laughs> there is a great fucking establishing shot, though. Did you guys peep the, uh, when it's like montage of shit on the strip, like strip landmarks and whatever, that awesome shot of Tower Records? Oh, yeah. The old Tower Records? Fuck, dude, that's so awesome. It reminded me, uh, did anybody ever see that documentary about Tower Records that I believe Colin Hanks directed? I did. There was not. a documentary about Tower Records. Yeah, uh-huh. and it's it just like and about the guy who created it because he was like a real personality kind of a thing. Um, fuck, I'm gonna have to look the, up the name of it. The name of the, the name of the doc is All Things Must Pass. Yeah, yes, that's a yes, bit yes, too yes. much. Which, guys. That's, back it up a little bit there, Colin. How about no, that? If, no, 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 no. Funeral if for I, a CD. Uh, 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 if I recall the documentary documentary correctly that is something with the guy who started the store russ solomon and like something i think he says in the doc i think it's one of those things sure um so anyway no i've derailed this enough i'm just saying it was a fucking great exterior b-roll no i i saw it too and i was like oh fuck it well that's the thing with these days i'm like Ooh, record stores. Ooh, this. Ooh, that. And sometimes I'm just like, ooh, coffee. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> Dude, I feel you, man. I fucking saw a tote bag I have for Turntable Lab. It's a record store here in Manhattan. And I was like, I wonder if I'm ever going to be able to use this bag to go buy records at this record store again. Absolutely. Um. So, yeah, so uh, their buddies come out, and Dylan's like, I've got a better place to go than this lame-ass place. So they get in his amazing car. Um, um, there's like a, a back and forth. Like he clear the weird thing is Dylan clearly doesn't like these dudes, but he's hanging out with them all the time. I guess that's high school, right? <laughs> I, guess. I guess so. I think maybe it's also like he just likes some people like kind of close by while he's surfing, mm. just in case, you know, kind of a thing. Got it. So they go to this hotel and he's like the the idea is he's sneaking into this hotel and he's like looking at all these different doors that might be open and oops, this one's open. And Brandon is very uncomfortable right away, which is, you know, fine uh, if you're a nerd. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) And Dylan's like, hey, man, you want uh, who wants cheeseburgers? And everyone's like, sure, we're stone sober. Absolutely. Um, (laughs) And uh, he's like, let me get five cheeseburgers, medium well. And I'm like, Dylan, let's relax. Let's get some fucking. Let's get a little pink in there, McKay. Seriously, dude. I mean, I know you're like kind of paranoid because it is like a you know a hotel kitchen or whatever. But like, you're in a nice hotel, dude. It should be fine. Um, and Brandon walks out, and he's like, "Make that for." They have this confrontation, and he's like, "Listen, Brandon, this is actually my hotel suite. My parents use it. We're not gonna get in trouble. Just come hang out and eat some cheeseburgers." And he's like, "No way, man!" And he's gonna be like, "Come on, Minnesota, hang out." He's like, "The name is." 
Brandon, not that you bothered to know. And also, you're a house of lies. And while it's true, <laughs> he is a complete phony, Dylan. Here, you know, he just presents himself as like, oh, look, look at this bad stuff I'm getting into. No, it's actually fine. I own the hotel. Just get off your fucking high horse about it. That's all I'm asking. Who, Brandon? <laughs> yeah, get off your fucking high horse. If you really have a problem, just leave. Don't give him the fucking lecture. Well, I agree with you at this point, Kevin, because like, yeah, it's a funny prank, but like, okay. Dylan lives in the hotel. Now that that's established, Brandon, the move is, ha, 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 you got me. Let's have cheeseburgers. And or, oh, shit, it's kind of late. You know what, man? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bail. I'll talk to you later. Right. You know, that- I mean, still, Dylan is still a bullshit artist. Oh, totally. Well, but he also, he has a thing. He kind of tries to open up bullshit to Brandon right here. Bullshit artist. <laughs> bullshit artist. Oh, God. Bullshit. Bullshit artist. Oh, fuck. We're all turning into the greasy strangler. Uh, That's how you know I'm at the end of my rope if I fucking rewatch that fucking (laughs) horrible movie during all of this. Oh, it's coming. But Dylan opens up to him at one point. He's like, look, yeah, like this is, you know, my parents' hotel. I live in this suite or whatever. He says, my parents aren't into parenting and kind of opens himself up a little, shows a little vulnerability to Brandon. And Brandon just continues to act like a fucking dick to this guy. Yes, he's like sticking it to him, you know, just because he's, he's like trying to put on a big show. And that's Dylan's thing, man. You got to understand, uh, whatever. So Look, look, <laughs> Dylan, I'm a rebel. I like to spit on the sidewalk every once in a while. <laughs> but you are going to give me a free fucking hamburger, okay? Okay? That could put me in jail. Dude, Listen, that's a good dude, point, I don't mess with burgers, man. I don't mess with free burgers, brah. Cheeseburgers. Are you serious? It's just all so much of an overreaction. Yeah. So he well, bail- well, to Brandon's point, like what if they what if they were breaking into a random hotel room and suddenly there is a you know a, a dead sex worker <laughs> in there and then it creates an entire chain of events. Yes. But th- but that's not what happened. Dylan no, like, could have like, easily. Come on, Droogies, who wants to go do some ultraviolence? <laughs> <laughs> I could see it happening. This guy is like it's like a cult of personality with Dylan, it seems. First Come of on. all, man, I don't fuck around with... My name is not Minnesota. Second of all, I don't like beating people to death with dildos. <laughs> <laughs> and if I am going to beat someone to death with a dildo, man, it's going to be a rubber one and not this crazy oversized ceramic thing you are carrying around. Uh, so whatever, they kind of, uh, it's the next day, uh, Brandon's feeling bad and he wants to just hang out, but Brenda's going to the beach anyway. She coaxes him to go with her and Kelly and Donna, who has like three lines, fucking producer's daughter alert. Seriously, dude. And you know what? I'm sure she gets more scream time later, but I'm fine to keep it right where it is. Well, she's already on my shit list because what she (laughs) says in this episode is she says to Brenda, Brenda, your brother is dope. Oh, no, he yeah. is not. He is yeah. not. Shut up. <laughs> they get to the beach. Everyone is there for some reason. Like David and Scott are there, like stalking the older classmen. Steve well, is there a... by himself. Loner creep alert, by the way. Absolutely. Well, I think I think it's a thing where he is definitely stalking Kelly. Yeah. Oh, and dude, yeah. The there's thing. that weird line in the beginning where it's just like, hey, Kelly, why don't you get liposuction, you ugly ugh. And he oh, kind of runs they, away. Yeah, because he's referencing the nose job again. We have to reestablish this. It's been a little bit since the pilot, folks. Everyone, <laughs> hey, hey, she got a nose job. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit much. I will say, though, Steve, I want to say there is some 
vague mention from Jenny Garth at the beginning of the episode when they're in the in the uh, uh, the genery. Mm-hmm. Um, where th- it's something about this is supposed to be like a party, so oh, that's I why see. they're all going. There's also a weird thing where Brenda does say to Brandon when they're getting ready to go to the beach that uh, she has heard of Dylan and all of his oh, fucking, yeah. you know, his this and that, including a rumor that he got a girl pregnant in Paris. I heard he drinks blood. <laughs> I heard he's 37 years old. You know what, Brandon? Three words. Kitty porn dungeon, okay? Brandon, I have to show you this. It's a picture of uh, Dylan and William McKinley. He's the same age in this picture, Brandon. (laughs) You know what, Brandon? I think Dylan served in Vietnam. There, I said it. Dude, this got this girl pregnant in in Paris, and Brandon is like, yeah. That sounds like the guy. Like He sounds like that kind of a dude. He doesn't wrap it up at all. I mean, he's the kind of guy who tries to give you a free hamburger. I mean, he would definitely do that. Brendan, I mean, can you believe how fucking disgusting that is? A free hamburger. At the end of the episode, there is a thing where like Dylan's talking in French to someone, mm. and it's like, oh, shit, did he really? And I'm like, really? <laughs> really? I thought that was just bullshit people said. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The baby looked at you? But he's like laying pipe in, in fucking France now? This guy's really interesting. <laughs> he's reading Byron and laying baguette in France. <laughs> oh, wow. Excellent. Uh, so, yeah, they're at the beach. It's a party, blah, blah, blah. Kelly. And- oh, my God. Wait a second. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I found a thing in my notes that I got to I gotta, I gotta get a, a reading of the room here on this. So... There's a bit of a discussion about whether or not Brandon is going to go to the beach party. He really has to work on this profile, but he also like doesn't want to run into the surfer crew and whatever. So he's telling Brenda he's not going to go under the guise of like, well, someone has to keep mom company. While they're having this argument, Kelly pulls up and honks the horn. And oh, they yeah. look out. And Brandon sees the car that she's driving, like this fucking sick convertible, and goes, what I do with a car like that? Mrs. Walsh's response while looking at fucking Jenny Garth, a 20-year-old Jenny Garth, is what I do with a daughter like that. (laughs) And I was like, wait, wait a second. I think the the line is supposed to be like, oh, that Kelly, she's dressed inappropriately. I would tell her off, but it sounds a lot steamier than that. (laughs) Absolutely, dude. And I was like, oh, no, this is another fucking patient zero for Brazzers tabs right now. <laughs> Holy Lord. I, didn't, I don't know if I read it into I don't. I, you know what? Now that you say it, I, you're probably right. <laughs> like I, at the first I was like, yeah, whatever TV show. She also uh, right. Jenny Garth is also called by Brandon here uh, that she looks like a reject from a Megadeth video. <laughs> it's a well, sick OK. Burn. <laughs> Sick burn. No, she doesn't have the volume. Megadeth like the big hair. I'm sorry. No. Very true. Very true, Chris Cabin. So anyway, this beach party. I'm sorry. They, they run into Brandon runs into just the two dudes and Sarah, and they're all totally wasted drunk. And Sarah offers him a drink. And again, like, it'd be cool to be he's just like, no, nah, I'm good. He does say, no, nah, I'm good. He's trying to play it a little bit cool here. And she's like, What? I thought you liked me. And he goes, I liked you yesterday and it's like okay man. it's a piece of shit line dude this is where i mean i'm not 
a Brandon apologist at all. I think he pretty much sucks. But this episode is this moment in this episode is where I was like, I'm done with you today, sir. <laughs> because this chick's just drunk at the beach. Like, whatever. I've been drunk at the beach tons of times. <laughs> and he goes, uh, he goes, you were friendlier yesterday, dot, dot, dot. You were also sober. Oh, yeah, that's oh, it. Fuck you, you piece of shit. That's true. Fuck that. <laughs> it's so condescending. Oh, man. Don't don't tempt me with being drunk at the beach right now, Andrew. Seriously, dude. Uh, so she, uh, they kind of split up here. He kind of says some shitty things to the other two dudes. Uh, he And then, like, she goes in the water and, like, completely wipes out. And Brandon saves her. Gives her mouth to mouth, et cetera, et cetera. And he tells Brenda to call 911. We cut to the hospital. Uh, Cindy shows up, Cindy Walsh, and she's just, you know, it's like this. Uh, the kids are uh, lament, uh, are uh, cemented as heroes at this point by the doctor. They saved her life, et cetera. That's but not this... helping anything here, man. <laughs> Don't as be far as what, us. your Brandon hatred? Yeah, Brandon's ego. Get a fucking rest. He's already writing a story about himself, the hero. Listen, I was too busy laughing my tits off to get mad at anything right here because this doctor, I just realized, actually has the line of the episode because Mrs. Walsh like runs around the corner and she's like, oh my God, my babies. And this doctor is just like, they're fine. They're also heroes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I fucking lost it. Oh, just calling someone a hero like that. It was great. And, you know, there's another, yet another, there's like five, this happens five times in this episode. It's just the Walsh is sitting in this hospital like, man, it sure is different here in Beverly Hills. <laughs> you know, it snowed back home. <laughs> you remember they that? Have, they don't have hospitals in Minnesota. No, no, or, so much nor better. alcohol. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Mom is dead fucking around. <laughs> well, he has to be, right? Well, well kids, I don't know. I just don't know. Yeah, he's going to Chicago. Like, yeah, he's he's wrapping up that secret family really quickly. Yeah, totally, dude. I know what he means when he says he had a fucking Portillo's dip. <laughs> it means he has to snuff out his fake fa his other family in Chicago. <laughs> he murders them. Total Crispin Wall style. <laughs> and then catches God. the red eye back to L.A. <laughs> Oh, the dude, the real red eye. Yeah. He bought a movie ticket when he was killing the, the family. Though, so. Well, Jim, I don't understand. Why do I have to say you've been home when you haven't been? Cindy, listen to me. It's very important for my job that you say I was home tonight. What did we watch, Cindy? Uh, uh, Nightlight. No, we watched Dateline. You want to see season two, Cindy? You're gonna fucking remember that it was Dateline. You're gonna to have to start. You're gonna to have to start doing exactly what I say, or you're you're, be, you're gonna end up on Dateline. <laughs> you know what? Get the kids here. They should hear this too, or they're gonna be saying goodnight as well. I can always find a new family. I could put this whole fucking family on Dateline. <laughs> Uh, so the next day, Brandon goes to back to the beach. He confronts the two dudes, and he calls them scum, which rules. I know oh, this yeah. dude. This dude's response was the line of the episode for me because he goes, e "Excuse me." <laughs> 
Well, excellent. Brandon's like, oh, how, where's Betty? And they're like, we don't know. We left her last night. He's like, yeah, you don't care either, you scum. And that's what he goes, <laughs> which is so good. And then, like, Brandon starts to get the, sh- the shit kicked out of him by these guys. Uh, Dylan breaks it up. Um, and then like, It's an interesting thing right here because it's something I've seen a bunch of times, which is a slightly intoxicated scuffle that you know isn't actually going to break into a full-on fight. Yes, yes. Because Dylan's response to this is perfect because he's just kind of like, guys, come on. Just, look, you're just shoving each other. <laughs> this isn't a fight. Just stop. Just stop. Uh, Brandon storms off after revealing that Sarah went to the hospital and Dylan's response, which is so cool, he breaks this surfboard and it ruled. Oh my when god. The, he, he just steps on it. Steps right on it while balancing himself on the dude whose fucking surfboard it is. Thank you very much. Dylan Excellent. is so cool, he he breaks poorer kids' things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's all right, dude. They're scum. Okay, gotcha. gotcha. And the second this surfboard breaks, by the way, you know what happens? Killer fucking guitar lick. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> At the moment of cracking, too. It's like... You could, I mean, I'm not familiar with. Could you just break one with your foot like that? I it feel like this seems is probably difficult. Implausible to me, <laughs> yeah, doesn't I it? I think so too. I don't know, but those things can break like in the water. I mean, I've never been surfing like that, so I don't know. But I think Dylan is like Batman or something. Like he yeah. owns a hotel. <laughs> he's got such a cool Playboy esque demeanor, and then you know he he goes missing for long periods of time. He's secretly 38. <laughs> Yeah. Got a girl pregnant in Paris, just like Batman. Exactly. <laughs> I think you could definitely snap the cheap surfboards, but the ones that uh, that fucking Dylan has, you can't. Yeah, it's my titanium surfboard, <laughs> scum. <laughs> so, um, you know, Dylan, and this is when Dylan kind of goes up to Brandon, and or I think this is actually before the whole, like, I just want to be your friend, man, which is a very sweet moment well, where... Look, uh, you know what? I, I, I've been looking for somebody with a stick up their ass that I can just tug every <laughs> once in a while. You know? That's what I've been looking for all these times. And you know what? You're the man for the job. <laughs> Brandon takes his enormously high horse and storms off the beach, gallops off the beach. <laughs> uh, so that's, I mean, that's kind of it. Um, apparently Sarah comes... Uh, the next day at school, she shows up to West Beverly, and she just thanks Brandon A for saving her life. Now she's also in treatment, which is good for her. Which and- is all fine and dandy, but my question was: This girl is high school age, I guess. I guess. Well, she says earlier is she that- enrolled. That's oh, no, she's, she's not. She's, she's not. She's not at this- I don't know. She kind of looks like oh. Rose at the end of Titanic for a little bit there. <laughs> <laughs> I love this line Brandon has to her that it's like, you know, like, you know, my last name's Walsh. Call me. I'm listed. Yeah. When- and it's like, oh, not many people in Beverly Hills are listed in the phone book. And it's nice. Like phone book culture was a thing, you know, it's yeah, interesting. But like his name isn't in the phone book. And presumably he's not the only Walsh. They're not the only Walsh in the fucking Yeah, that's phone true. Book. It'd be under like Jim Walsh, James Walsh. You exactly. Know. Yeah. Well, call, call around. If she, you know what? If she really wants you, make her work. For I her. think that's what. It, I think this is a very nice send off to her because he does not want to deal with this woman or her problems. That's usually Brandon's mo is like stick his fucking finger into something, shake it around, and be like, "See you next, never." You know what though, <laughs> I, dude? I I get it, and it sucks, but I prefer it to. 
oh, this girl's got problems, and I'm going to take advantage of her. In that's some that's way. fair. That's fair. You know what I mean? This is just like he's like, you know what? You got a drinking problem. You've admitted it. If you ever need like help with your recovery, I guess dial every Walsh in the fucking <laughs> L.A. County phone book, and eventually you might find me. Uh, but I'm not going to try to like pick you up or yeah. Yeah, there's fair. none of that. I was pleasantly surprised that they just kind of walk away amicably. I was also like, I think this actor needed to lean more into whatever limp she was trying to do for this <laughs> surfing injury. Sure, sure. Because it's kind of there and then it's kind of not. <laughs> um, and then Brandon and Brenda in the hallway just together. Oh, there's a little thing where uh, Kelly abandons Brenda at the beach and... That sort of is a problem, and then later Kelly is very contrite, and Brenda feels good about that. That's sort of something, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess she put that rich girl in her place. That's fine. And, you know, the last shot is, well, Bren, I think we are going to make it here each and every week on Beverly Hills 90210. <laughs> now let's walk like fucking drunk Charlie Chaplin down this hallway. <laughs> Surely we won't humiliate ourselves doing that. Wait, is that the last? Or is, is I thought it was uh, Dylan and his dad. Oh, Dil- yes. No, that's right. We cut back to the darkness of... <laughs> Uh-huh. No, you, no, no, you, you were right, Steve, because I have the chronologically my notes here. Oh, right, okay. The silly walking down the hallway is the absolute last thing you see because she or he says that line about, like, I think we're going to be all right here. She goes, speak for yourself, and he goes, I was. That's right. No, but there is, we, we shouldn't forget the, the, the Dylan scene. Um, oh, it's heartbreaking. It's him in this hotel room curled in a ball, like, I think it's after the whole Sandy thing, yada, yada, or, or Sarah thing, yada, yada, and he feels bad or whatever. She wants to talk to his parents, and he, he speaks French. He's like, is Jack McCain? Blah, blah, blah. It's his son. And, like, do they leave him a message? No. And he hangs up. And, like, I don't know. These kids just need to learn how to watch TV. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Sure. I have a VHS does... collection. You should be getting one. You should get I mean, one nice and fat. Now, why does he speak French? Is is there a pregnant woman or what's we going know, on? No, he's calling Paris where his parents are. Oh, okay. So he's calling his dad to, you know, dad, did you take care of that thing? Did you show that baby? <laughs> I don't know that the baby thing is true, Eric. I think that might be a high school mm, rumor. I don't know about that. But it is kind of sad though because like he gets the who he's speaking with is their answering service. Yes. And he's like, oh, you speak English. Okay, they have this thing. And someone on the other line says, do they have your number? And I believe if I heard him correctly, Dylan's response is, yes, they know their phone number. Yeah. And it's like, fuck, man, these parents just abandoned this 30-year-old guy. Did you hear the the service, though, uh, when when he said that? They said, oh, a little rich boy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the whole scene. Pardon me, sir. Let me get out my tiny violin (laughs) while you uh, call this very expensive hotel from another very expensive hotel. Dude, it should have been a fucking violin, but instead it's Luke Perry curled up in that ball and he hangs up the phone and it's... <laughs> yeah. yeah, that guitar is licking your face on the way Absolutely. out of this episode. Well, look, he's Flames. sad, but he's still cool. I just want to be really clear about that. Totally. It's, yeah, like you Vince can be Neil. cool. <laughs> 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 That's kind of our second episode. Any parting shots here? I guess a, a way to continue this as we kind of really get into these series, I'm going to ask how excited you are for the next episode. Just ah. uh, So let, we'll go around and start with you, Andrew. Uh, okay, so one thing, 
parting shot first uh, before my excitement level. <laughs> One thing we did not mention was Brandon's dream at the beginning. Because this is all we were texting about, I feel. So we have to mention it on the air also. They are using like surf stock footage and also stock music. And it's a fake hot for teacher. <laughs> yes. Uh, so I just wanted to throw that out there. I will also say I am fucking incredibly excited. I am on the train, dude. Now we're I, talking. I have my bag in the little overhead compartment. <laughs> I am on the train. Some fat guy came by and took my ticket. I'm ready to go. Uh, Eric, what do you think? Uh, yes, but I'm a little apprehensive because you guys have built uh, Dylan up so much for me and he's just like this Mary Sue guy <laughs> walking around being like I'm made of cool <laughs> so <laughs> I am still very excited but it's almost making me like what's Thursday talking about on Melrose let's let's see where, this, where, oh, this, where that series goes you want to hang out with the adults for a little bit maybe well, well soon see. enough Eric I will say I don't think it's this week's Melrose Place episode but next week uh, guest appearance by one Mr. Zach Galligan himself. It's very exciting. They let the gremlin out of the basket. Christopher? Uh, yeah, I mean, now that Dylan's here. Jesus. <laughs> That's before right. The fucking Brandon show before. No, thank you. He's nice, Chris. He sucks ass, Eric. Stop he's it. He's just a nice guy. He's trying to do what's right. He's a piece of shit, and he's high on his own supply. So fucking stop it. Yeah, Steve, our awful. plan. Steve, our plan is working perfectly. <laughs> They'll kill each other. <laughs> uh, yes, I am obviously very excited. Um, uh, a parting shot for me is this episode also has some Brandon making Andrea smell it once again. Uh, oh, dude, she has a horrible line at the end of this where she goes, "Yo, Ace." Yeah, she's just really trying. She's running for girlfriend, and it's just the votes are not looking good. Dude, it is, it is a mathematical impossibility <laughs> at this point. Most precincts have reported. <laughs> Steve, uh, I, I, I do need this spoiled for me, though, because it is just so fucking sad. And on the, at least on, uh, I'm watching this on CBS All Access through Amazon, the picture that they have for the first season, you know, everybody's kind of like paired off. It's not a first season photograph. Sure. Uh, mainly because you can tell Brian Austin Green looks like a grown adult in the picture. Um, but Brandon is hugging Andrea. That's like friend-hugging stuff. Um, yeah. when, when we get to the big theme song proper, um, where it gets really cool, uh, which is probably where what, I, I can close my eyes and know exactly what it looks like. Uh, like There's just a lot of weird pairing off, and I think they just sort of paired them off together. It's always a will-they-won't-they, and the answer is they won't. Uh, is she is she getting it wet though elsewhere? She is. I think the quarantine won't go this far. Eventually, you she never gets, know. She gets knocked up. She's the only one to have a kid, oh. and then she leaves the show, which I think is because she, as a, as a woman, as a fucking at that point in her late thirties, uh, was pregnant and didn't you know couldn't yeah. ride around it. That's kind of how that went. Gotcha. All right. That's still on board. Still on board. Okay, so we're. <laughs> I, I'm obviously very excited, and I'm excited for you to be excited, dear listener. Uh, so the this is the rest of the week uh, going up tomorrow. Uh, you get a nice. Um, prime preview of our patreon that's a lot of uh, alliteration for we're releasing <laughs> a previously locked up episode of man on steel um the Zack snyder superman episode which people really like um very few of you have heard that because very few of you are patreons so a lot of you get to hear this episode for free it's gonna be really exciting 
Yeah, and just a reminder, there's so much on that Patreon just like that. So if you like that uh, bonus Prime episode, check out the rest of them. There are tons. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, And on Thursday, we're coming back for Melrose Place again. Uh, So, yeah, we're we're having a blast here during quarantine. No, we're not, but we're pretending we are. Mm -hmm. But uh, we hope to be back to normal soon. But, yeah, thank you for sticking around, and we will see you next time. Until then, I've been Steven Sadak. Andrew Jupin. Eric Siska. Chris Cabin. Take it easy and remain indoors. That was a HeadGum Podcast.